When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Hello everybody, wherever you might be, and a very warm welcome to you. It is Taz Racing Talks. And a big weekend. We're on the verge of it. Campbell Brown, Cam Luke, what a weekend ahead of us. What a weekend last week. Well, Peter Staples will join us. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Stella Star and Mystic Journey. Even if Pete says, you know what? I'm still emotional after how well the Tassie horses ran. Uh, if he doesn't join us, we're still going to bloody well talk about him. There is so much to get into. How you doing, big fella? Going well. Yeah, no, going well. Big shout out to, mm-hmm. to Bill Ryan too because he tipped his uh, red letter lady as well. He just said yes. that... You're going to look ahead to Sunday. Um, it might run well. It won the first um, in Devonport. So that got off, got my Sunday off to a lovely start. I'll tell you what, we have got a huge weekend. Also got to say, just just on that, uh, he did say to you, <laughs> you've got your speed maps wrong. And uh, you were hoping <laughs> <laughs> that the horse led, of which, funnily enough, the man who trains the horse knew exactly where the horse was going to go uh, in transit. I, I, I did say to you off here, uh, I reckon Bill's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it'll go to the front, but no, how, how well did they both run? Brilliant. Absolutely um, it was, brilliant. It was, apart from them not winning, you know, obviously, they could not have either of them run any better. And um, you knew at about the, the four or 500 that uh, they were both going to be yep. fighting the finish out. Um, the sectionals were, were absolutely outstanding uh, as well. So, no, it was a really good day. Mystic Journey ran the, the fastest last We're huge. 800. And then I, th- I think the fastest last 200 of the whole day, the whole nine-card race meet, which just, just tells you that uh, she's come back in. All right. Cameron. Standing order. Yeah, she was. And I think she, she enjoys Flemington, obviously, if you look at her past results. But the fact is that when she draws a gate, that means she's not inside of horses. She lets down, and we've seen a little bit of that on the weekend. Cameron Thompson's going to join us. Chris Howlett as well. So much to get into, but we're going to start with our man whose family dominates the Breeders' Classic. I speak of uh, Brendan Ryan, who joins us, of course, the Launceston Breeders' Classic on Monday. Can't wait for it. Worth 7.5K to the winner, of which uh, his dad in particular knows a great deal about. Brendan, hello to you. Hi, guys. Yeah, no, it was a uh, tremendous result uh, this last year, actually, when we... Uh, finished first four in a breeders, you know, you, you try and get one runner in a race, let alone four, and, uh, you, you know, that magical result when they've crossed one, two, three, four in the final, it's a bloody good feeling, let me tell you. Hey, Brennan, I, I know that uh, you haven't known Campbell Brown and myself for a great deal, and you're just starting to get to know each other, but no humility around here, mate. <laughs> Tremendous is not a word that should be used for a race of this calibre to, one, get four greyhounds into the race, and then go bang, 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 You've got to bump it up a little bit. No humility, please, mate, from uh, now on in. (laughs) Oh, no, I'll try my best. But the one thing about it, there was one greyhound that finished in the placings, a dog called Handsome Prince. Uh, We sold him a little bit later on in his career, and you wouldn't believe it. He came out and won the million-dollar chase at Wentworth Park last year. 
That's never ideal nah. when you get rid of one and well, uh, goes on to greater things, is it? Glass half full type nah. of thing, I guess. Yeah, that is. Yeah, no. Look, he was, you know, not only that, he just done a lot for Tassie Racing because he was locally bred, and in, you know, he had that little gut feeling, thinking, "Oh, I wish I held on to him." But you never get more of a thrill when you see a pup grow up from, you know, from a little fellow all the way up to a race dog, and he's, you know, four or five lengths in front and hits the line and wins a million dollars. It's a great feeling. What was the reason you did decide to uh, part ways with with the dog? Um, it was just around the time that. We weren't set up properly to have... We didn't have a good mix of our own stock and, you know, and racing dogs at the time. So, um, look, the opportunity was too much to refuse. Um, look, our, yeah, a lot of our racing here doesn't top uh, cater for the top-grade dogs. So he was going to find it, a, you know, hard to get races. So we took the punt and, um, yeah, you know, we've kept a good association with the people that took the dog. He's now retired. He'll go to stud. So we're going to look forward to seeing, you know, in the next generation of some handsome princes hit the track. Based on that experience, based on a little bit further down the track and, and based on maybe a little more of the experience overall, do, do you think it's something that you would may in the future look to, to race it yourself on, on the mainland and the bigger races of which you touched on? Uh, yeah, look, we've actually got a couple of um, females that we've bought um, locally uh, here in Tasmania. One was actually in Queensland. She'd just come on to her time of the month. She was actually heading up there to, to be you know, tested for a couple of big major yep. races. But, um, yeah, no, that's what we plan to do because that's what we do here as our family. We try and breed and race our own stock. Oh, well, this is going to be a huge weekend. Of course, the Breeders' Classic worth uh, just over 7000 As I touched on, we're going to get uh, Simon Milgate very shortly to to touch on uh, one in particular in this race. But what, what's your early thoughts on this race and how you think it might play out? Oh, look, I think it's a terrific field. Uh, you know, we've had four good semifinals held there last Monday night and it's put together a great field. And I think um, the trainer, Gary Fay, has got two of the most outstanding runners in the race. And I think just maybe, uh, look, it's drawn in box three and I think it could get a good run of the race. Uh, the four and five runners, Rojo McGee and Rojo Diamond, are... Uh, are runners that are known to shift up the track. So I think it should give a good, you know, um, passage for just maybe to take a good charge into the first corner. It showed brilliant box manners last week, and I think it's got plenty of potential. It's got raw ability, but it's got potential in the making. Now, 0499-736-736 to get involved. You can do that whenever you want. This is also, and we're going to talk about the experience or the inexperience of a, of a couple of these greyhounds uh, facing the box on Monday night. Do you think that plays into it at all? Because there are a couple in this race that haven't had a great deal of, in particular, high-intensity race experience. Oh, certainly. Look, as I touch on, like, Just May being and Minnie's Magic, too, for Gary Fay, they made their uh, career debuts last week, and they could have been more impressive, but, you know, we've now shrunken, and we've got a very good feel for young dogs in this race, so it's going to be a test against them. There's a couple of runners that have got experience in their form, um, so it's good mix. So, yeah, this is a race that is a, a great launching pad for dogs and a good experience to, you know, really educate them for the racing. Hey, Brennan, so much of what we discuss in particular about Monday night is based around this particular race. But it, it, it sometimes it does diminish the rest of the card, which is more on us, more so than the actual strength of the undercard, which no doubt has got some nice races as well. Uh, we've got two heats of the um, Steve King Ladies Bracelet Series and they're open to the best 16 females and... Look, the quality is there. We've got the likes of Media Paso, Classy Lady, Miss Avatar in the first heat, and we've got Annie the Cash, uh, Red Card Reggie, Buckle Up Aslan and Ray Lee, and always Baroque, who was the Illingworth Classic winner earlier this year. So, um, 
two good heats. The top four from each heat will go through to the final Monday week. And, uh, yeah, no, looking forward to a real good night's racing there on Monday. What's the vibe? What's the vibe around it? And we've, we've touched on this as well. And you get to this time of the year, spring has sprung. You can... If you're unaware of that, you can just jump on social media and every influencer seems to give you uh, the has reminder. That's magnificent. <laughs> um, it's just an exciting time for it. I'm assuming this is going to be no different as we get into Monday night and get over the next couple of weeks where really there's some outstanding racing. Oh, it certainly is. We've got, um, you know, the really big roll-on effect towards our main feature races that will happen starting in November, December, or even October, where we've got the Devonport Chase and the Hobart Thousand coming up and the Tasmanian Gold Cup. So we've got a lot of minor feature races, the major restricted races that'll come up, like the St. Ledger and the Laurels, that'll, that are just, you know, roll on one after the other. But this is where we're going to see some real strong candidates build up towards our big uh, major th- group th- uh, three group races we hold here for Grand Racing. Is, is there one particular race, Brennan? I know you've got the family connection to this one, but is there one that as a, as a Greyhound fan that you really get excited about? Oh, the Hobart Thousand is the race for me. It's one of the oldest races held in Grand Racing all over Australia. It's been going since the early 30s, and it's been won by some champion dogs, and we've had a couple of runners in the race. I think... We finished fifth one year and fourth the previous year, so we're looking to improve on the placings. It's hard to get a runner for it, but yes. <laughs> um, about timing. But we, you know, re- you know, we had Tommy Shelby who came across here last year and won it, and what a champion dog he's turned mm. out to be. Australian Greyhound of the Year, WA Greyhound of the Year, and has won so much money and, and is a great focus for grand racing for the newcomers coming in. Tommy Shelby great is done too. brilliant and has done more kilometres than any other person or dog or horse that lives in Australia in the last 18 months. Oh, yeah. He has. I spoke, yep. yeah, no, I spoke to uh, Steve Withers after he won the race and, you know, he, he's such a humble bloke, Steve. He just The main priority for him is just to look after the dog and make sure you know, he's happy because he's the one who's, you know, out on the track doing the business. And, and Steve's been a great ambassador for Greyhound Racing, not only for WA, but for all over Australia, especially right in the peak of COVID. He was travelling around and relied on, you know, people to, you know, take him in and the dog. So, and he deserved to get trainer of the year for his efforts as well. Yeah, bloody oath he did. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six to get involved. The Launceston Breeders Classic Monday, uh, race six on Monday night. Can't wait for it. And a man who no doubt is as excited as we are is Simon Milgate. Of course, he bred Tyler's girl. He's been in wonderful form, but finally got that win last Monday night. Simon, welcome to Taz Racing Talks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, yeah, she did finally break through, which was sort of what she was sort of living up to with her trialling and Tarkine as well. It was unfortunate he didn't make it to the final. But, yeah, it's all it's all for this, this Monday night. So hopefully everyone gets around safe. And I agree with Brennan that Clay's dogs are probably the, the ones to beat. Simon, uh, look, you know, for people out there, it must give you a great experience to, and a great thrill to, you know, not only breed the litter, but to see one of your own pups that you've read goes across the line and is racing, you know, one of the biggest age-restricted races we've got for young pups. It must give you and the family a great thrill. Yeah, it is, yeah. Particularly me more than the missus. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, no, it does. And, and, you know, like you, like you say, you know, you help, you, you welcome them down and then you, you care for them for that long time. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of, um, you put a lot of money towards it. Obviously, it's not cheap to rear a litter of 10. 
I got some other people involved, which is good, and they're getting a real buzz out of it. So, um, yeah, my next-door neighbour as well, he's he's a shareholder. Oh, well, that's terrific. And, Simon, look, guys, to, to what people may not may or not know, Simon's very um, astute in regards to, uh, you know, different size all over the country and, you know, all over the world. And I wanted to ask you this question, Simon. Confident Rankin... Um, now, he's an overseas sire. How did you come about picking him to, to mate with Tyler Grace, the the brood bitch? Well, um, I bought the straw. It was advertised. I'm, I'm fairly tight when it comes to buying straws. And I'm not <laughs> I'm not ashamed to, to buy them. I bought a straw and I thought, well, I looked around and um, looking at his results over in England and Ireland and um, he's just clicking so well with headbound bitches. Um, so yep. I thought I'm going to have to find a headbound so I um, or brood I should say and um, I rang um, Aussie Chagaya over in South Australia and Tyler's girl uh, Tyler's Grace Tyler Grace sorry was just finishing up her career and he he um, let me have her on a pup deal and um, yeah they're they're a 10% shareholder because there's 10 in the litter and they're having a bit of fun and there's we sent one of the pups over there as well so he's He's got one of the pups there to look at who he's quite happy with. Yeah. Uh, Simon, we just spoke a little bit before you joined us about uh, some of the inexperience in the race and the fact that a couple of these that are going to go around on Monday haven't necessarily been exposed to the high-intensity race we expected to be on Monday. Uh, Tyler's Girl being the, the most experienced, we, we discussed the, the consecutive places. I think it was five in a row before it got the win. But that's something that should hold uh, her, her in good stead come Monday night. Yeah, I think so, mate. Um it's just unfortunate she doesn't begin as well. And what Gary's two to debut and run those times, um, that was that was really fantastic and a credit to them. But um, yeah, with with Tyler, like if she can just begin a little bit better, and um, I think she might have turned the corner there on Monday because mm. she did show a little bit of field sense. I think on the home turn she went around the the second dog. She was running third, and then she she ducked on the inside. So that's a that's a positive sign that maybe she's starting to, you know, negotiate a field a bit better than early days. Simon, I'm massive with horses talking about race experience and um, quite often we, we take on first starters just because uh, they don't have that race experience. Is that a little bit the same with dogs or is, is not as, uh, not as much? Well, you can, you can do a lot behind the scenes, like trialing and, and stuff like who's to know, like you might've had, those dogs in a half field trial for, you know, like there's plenty of opportunities to do that, not in a race environment, but trial days. Yep. So you can, you can trial with three, four, five other dogs if, you know, if you wanted to. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think so. It's, it's a big, it's a big thing. They're getting kenneled for a period of time. It's, it's a big thing for young pups and um, yeah, it is, it can be a bit daunting. And so, yeah, well, Tyler's girls had a fair few runs. So let's just, Let's hope, yeah, she can maybe place or I don't know. I reckon it's going to be hard to going to be hard to beat Pays. I tell you. Hey, before we let you go, Simon, we always appreciate you jumping on the line, and having a chat to us. You, you, you're not uh, exactly new to winning some of these big races, the Launceston Cup back in 2015. Yeah, that's right, Brad Hill, Billy. We um, bred him down the west coast. Um, Joe Pringle and myself, Joe Redham, and yeah, that was a real buzz. That was that was something huge. Just just to run you know, the Lonnie Cup, like, that was amazing. And um, to run second in the Easter Egg, and it was just a real buzz. It's, he went to start. He hasn't really thrown much. Um, but nevertheless, um, I've got that line to carry on with there. 
they're the same line as um, Faye's pups that are running yep. on Monday night. Yeah, so I've got um, I've got a, a bitch out of that line as well, which I'm going to continue breeding with. Lily Lola, she she um, she won 30 odd races and in the care of uh, Alan Clark and Anthony Bullock. They did a great job with her, and uh, I've just got her recently at home to to carry on the line there for myself. Just just a bit of a, a reference here. Of course, Campbell Brown wins an AFL premiership and they celebrated for a year and it cost him making the eight the, the following year. Then he, 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 fa- he famously won a group one and, and got arrested. Uh, what, what's it like winning a Lonnie Cup, mate? What was it like, the celebrations after it for yourself? Oh, oh it was amazing. Like, I'm being a Hawks for too. So, yeah, that was a young Campbell. But, yeah, um, good, yeah, um, yeah, it was fantastic. We weren't overly... We weren't overly confident, but he was a young dog and he sort of clicked at the right time. But I just remember up in the grandstands, like it was in, in clothes and I was yelling that hard when he was coming home and people were turning around looking at me. And I, they were like, I was, I was yelling the roof off. It's just such a buzz. But um, in saying that, the next litter, like we got a litter trifecta at Devonport on a Tuesday afternoon with probably 20 spectators there. And that was a, that was a big buzz as well. So it's just... You know, doesn't matter where you are. Look, it's it's just a good good thrill of the game, isn't it? It is, and in particular when you when you touch on the fact that you've got your neighbours and you've got people you know and and family and friends involved, it's it's a it's a huge buzz when uh, your greyhound gets past the post first. Yeah, the, the best thing, Simon, well, about getting your neighbour involved in is is if he doesn't pay the bills, at least you know where he lives. Well, he's an Irishman. I was so stoked when an Irishman moved in and. He doesn't drink, and that was a bloody shock. Yeah. But um, he's got a 2.5% share, and that was the clincher because now when he rings up and says, oh, your dogs are barking, I just say, nah, mate, they're your dogs. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Love it. Hey, Simon, good luck, mate, on Monday night. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Simon Milgate uh, for the big one on Monday night. Brennan, before we let you go, mate, you've got to give us a tip. Who are you tipping? I'm going to stick with just maybe on top from box three in the final. Look, I think she was pretty impressive to clock, you know, the times that she went through the series. 29.91, look, I think she can get down in time. She showed brilliant manners, good split to the first corner. That's going to be a crucial mark, and I think she's going to be hard to beat. Brilliantly done, Brennan. We appreciate it, mate. Enjoy Monday night for everything that it is as as a greyhound lover. You'll be on track, will you? Yeah, I'll be there. I'm actually the racing photographer there, so I'll oh. be right up and close and personal. So. You, you'll be the closest person. Tracks, yeah. there we go. You do it all, mate. And uh, looking forward to chatting again this time next week, mate. Thank you. Not a problem. Thanks, guys. Brennan Ryan joining us, the Launceston Breeders Classic, a race six on Monday night. And it really is the, uh, I won't say entree because there's a lot coming, mm. but the start of what is going to be like an eight-course meal over the next couple of months. Yes, yeah. that's where I roll because this is how big the racing is in Tassie. We're going to get to a break. So much to get into. Campbell Brown, Cam Luke, it is Taz Racing Talk. All thanks to Ladbrokes. You can get involved anytime you like. 0499 736 736.